Money Pit is brought to you by Vigoro, Grain, Krylon, DaVinci Roofscapes, and Lutron. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on today? We'd like to help. Pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. We've got a busy show planned for you. Lots of great tips and advice. First up, can't wait for all those spring flowers to bloom? Well, we'll help with tips on how to get a color-filled garden going immediately, no matter where you live. And speaking of gardens, stepping stone pathways make gardens easier to get to and and can save your grass from all that foot traffic. But laying a stone path, it's not as easy as it looks. So we've got landscaping contractor Roger Cook from TV's This Old House stopping by to help you do it. And wondering what's hot in pools, yards, and patios? We're going to tell you about the outdoor living trends that are popping up everywhere in 2015. And new this year is a focus on health for the environment and the homeowner. And one color this hour wins a Brillo prize pack. You can get rid of all of those mops and brooms once and for all because the Brillo Sweep and Mop prize pack comes with all of that cleaning power packed into one fantastic tool. It's a prize pack worth $50 going out to one caller drawn at random from those that reach us for today's show. So let's get to it. The number is one eight 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 money pit If you have a home improvement question, we want to hear from you right now. We're going to talk with Dot in Wisconsin who's got a decking question. How can we help you with your project? Yes, my deck is located on the south side of my house. And every year we've been putting uh, a paint on it. And it's where we get a lot of sun. And I'm I'm wondering if there's a special kind of paint I should use because it peels a lot. So there are special paints for decks. And if you're continuing to put more coats of paint on the old deck, my concern is that you're never going to get good adhesion. You may have too many coats of paint on that now. Are you using paint or stain, Dot? Um, it's, I believe it's a paint. I'm afraid at this point, what you really need to do is to remove that paint so you can get down to the original wood because you can't put good paint over bad paint. It's going to continue to peel. And once you get down to that wood, then you should prime it and then paint it. But if you're able to get most of the paint off, and perhaps you can because apparently it's not sticking well, where you you really don't have too much left, then I would recommend not using paint on it. I would use solid color stain. It's still going to give you a continuous color, um, but it's going to absorb better into the wood, and it'll kind of fade rather than peel. And I think that's what you're shooting for. Certain type of product to remove the stuff that's on there now. Yeah, there's a wide variety of paint strippers out there. I would look for um, one of the citrus-based products and try that. Uh, you're gonna, you may have to try a couple of them until you find the one that works best with your particular deck. Okay, thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Bob in Iowa is on the line with a flood that just sounds like a disaster. What happened, Bob? Contractor upstairs and. Uh... He was remodeling our upstairs bathroom. We completely gutted it and started over, and and uh, they put a sub wall in for the walk-in shower, and they figured out that they had to move it three-quarters of an inch. They pulled all the screws out and moved it over. A couple hours later, they went to go downstairs to go to lunch, and the downstairs bathroom was flooded clear out into the hall, hardwoods in the hall. Oh, no. <laughs> So he panicked and ran down the basement to shut the water off, and there was water all over the floor down there. Yeah, gravity so, being what it is, that happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, they just remodeled the man cave the winter before, and uh, so they quickly fixed that before the, the boss come around. <laughs> 
And uh, now I kind of took him a long time to get around to get back to me for the downstairs bathroom. I finally had to put the pressure on him to say, when are you going to do this one? Yeah, but if they damage that bathroom, you you just move to the top of the priority pile as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I kind of thought so, too, but... And you almost have to schedule a year and a half to two years ahead to get in. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've used him for years. He's fabulous. He's meticulous. You know, I could, don't think you could find a better carpenter. Okay, so where are we at now, and how can we help? Well, uh, he finally got around, and he came over, and he, he gave me a quote. And I was kind of thinking it seemed awful high. So wait, wait a minute. Are you, you're, you're remodeling this downstairs bathroom because of the leak damage caused by the upstairs bathroom? Yeah. So why is he giving you a quote as opposed to just fixing the damage that his guys caused? Well, he wanted to just come in and cut the old tape out and fackle over some of the bad spots and repaint it. And I said, no, I don't know if there's uh, mold behind it or whether the insulation has been ruined or anything. I said, that's all going to be taken off and replaced. Okay, look, the problem is that you're mixing two things here, okay? He's not responsible for, if the guy caused the leak upstairs, which it sounds like he did, he's not responsible for more than, than just the damage that he caused. If you, on the other hand, want a completely remodeled bathroom, now you've got sort of two things going on here. On one hand, what he owes you is just a ceiling repair. Now, on the other hand, what you want is a complete bathroom remodel, which is an upgrade. So you're mixing the two, which is making this a very complicated sort of business arrangement. If you were to keep it really clean and just say, I want just the leak damage fixed, then that's a pretty simple uh, discussion. But if you want the leak damage fixed and, oh, by the way, while you're at it, I want my bathroom completely remodeled, then, yeah, he's going to charge you for that. So. You know, I don't know what to tell you, Bob. But you're you're kind of between a rock and a hard spot. You got to decide what you want on the guy. Oh, I'm I'm paying for the materials for the shower and the tile and everything, and paying the those contractors to do the job. All he's doing is ripping the drywall out and putting it back. Well, if it's just the drywall part of it, then you know maybe he'll you know give you some consideration on that. But you understand what I'm saying? You know, you're taking one project and you're making it much bigger, so there's going to be a cost at some point. Well, he's not doing any of that work, though. I am. I'm paying for that with the other contractors. Well, are you having him take out more drywall than he would normally have had to take out? The whole bathroom had to go because there's cracks in every square inch of all the walls, and everywhere there was a screw and a big popped-out mark. Well, look, if you make it really super clear that your line of demarcation is drywall damage, that he has to be responsible for removing and replacing all of the drywall and any insulation that was damaged behind that, and that you're doing everything else, you know, then I, I think it's fair to take that position. Bob, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are here to help you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So as you are getting ready to enjoy the spring season and get your house looking in tip-top shape, I'm sure you're coming across some things that you're like, how do I do this? How do I get that clean? Well, we can help. Give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you ready to see some signs of spring? Well, so are we. We'll have tips to help you jumpstart your garden and get those flowers blooming fast next. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. 
Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Vigoro. The Vigoro brand offers quality products for your lawn and garden at the ultimate value. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Visit your local store today. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Could your house use a little sprucing up? Well, then you'll love this hour's giveaway can help you with your spring cleaning. It's a pack of Brillo products worth 50 bucks. Yeah, it's full of supplies that'll do the job right, including the new Brillo Sweep and Mop. Now, it's got a three-in-one technology that's completely going to change the way you clean your floors. Learn more at Brillo.com and give us a call right now for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT-888-666-3974. Now we're heading on over to Washington State, where Sabrina is dealing with some grout that's cracking up. And it's not laughing. It's falling apart. Tell us what's going on. So I had some grout installed um, quite some time ago. And 
They're about 18-inch tile pieces, and what I'm noticing now is there are several places kind of happening all over um, where the grout is actually cracking and I'm not sure what to do. So is it a fine crack or is it a big crack? Um, the grout is cracking and now some of the uh, uh, tile pieces are cracking. Yeah, that's a problem. It sounds to me like the tile was not put down on a base that was solid enough. When you use a big tile like that, you need to have a really strong base. So you have to have a mud base or you have to have a, a, a tile base and you may even have to have an expansion material underneath that so that you don't get this kind of cracking. If you don't get good support across an 18-inch tile and you get a little bit of movement in the floor, it cracks very quickly. So I think this is, at this point it's going to be something you're going to have to manage. And if it gets really bad, you're going to end up taking those tiles out and, and replacing them. It's very hard to recover from this when the tile job was potentially not done right to begin with. Yeah, and I was wondering if it has anything to do with, I've heard a couple people tell me that the underlayment, and maybe you said that the underlayment wasn't uh, secured down properly or whatnot. It wasn't strong enough, right. It wasn't strong enough. You see, if there's more, if there's, if there's flex in the floor, the tile's not going to bend, it's going to crack. And so that's why the tile, the, what's under that tile has to be really solid. With a, The bigger the tile, the wider the tile, the, the less forgiving it is. If you put mosaic down, you, you know, it can move all day long and you're never going to see those cracks. But when you put a big 18-inch square tile down... It's got nowhere to go. It's got nowhere to go, exactly. And what is your recommendation for my for correcting it? Um, unfortunately, there's no easy recommendation. If the tile project was done wrong to begin with, there's nothing I can tell you to do that's going to fix it at this point in time. It's really going to be something that you're going to have to tolerate, and eventually you're going to end up replacing them. And this time you're going to do the proper job with putting the floor down. How long have these tiles been down? About five years. I was going to say, whoever put them down didn't really do the job right. You're going to end up having to tear it out and do it again. That's okay. Well, thank you, guys. I just wanted to talk to some professionals, and I heard your show, and I really appreciate you guys uh, giving me the advice. You got it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Mark in South Carolina is on the line and needs some help defining different types of insulation. Tell us what's going on. I've put some icing in my house, and then I've heard uh, someone say that closed cell was better, and then I've heard that open cell was better. Could you explain to me the advantages and disadvantages of, of for my home now, um, choosing either closed cell or open cell insulation? What type of icing did you put in? Is it open cell insulation? Um, yes, it was open cell. You know, there's a lot of debate as to which one is better, and I think that both have good qualities. You know, open cell has a good insulating value. It's um, more susceptible to moisture than closed cell, but it still it still gives you the benefit of being not only an insulator but an air barrier. So it protects you against drafts that are going to try to get into the house. The other advantage of open cell is it has better sound absorption qualities. So it's a little bit of a quieter house, and it tends to be more economical to apply. So I don't think you made a bad choice, and Icenine is a good product. Okay. What would be a reason I would, would choose closed cell? That's a good question. I would say that if you were in a very high moisture area like Seaside, then you may want to consider closed cell. Well, you guys have a great show. Thank you for your time and your help. Well, it's spring and time to plant the seeds that will become the beautiful blooms of summer. 
But if you're eager to get things going instantly, there is a solution. We've got advice on spring planting in this week's Lawn and Garden Tip presented by Vigoro. You know, nothing says spring like colorful flowering plants right in your very own yard. Well, if you can't wait for seeds to sprout, you can actually plant live blooms for an instant pop of color. Now, the key is selecting the right type of flowers for your region. And this is actually a pretty specific science. Now, the country's divided into 11 different plant hardiness zones. And you can find out what your zone is and then choose plants that are compatible with your zone. You can find your zone on the U.S. Department of Agriculture hardiness zone map, and that's really going to help. Now, preparing your soil for flowers is also very important. You must have healthy soil and the correct pH level for the types of flowers you're planting. Test your soil with a kit and then add organic matter if necessary. You can also add peat moss, sawdust, sand, manure, ground bark, or a homemade compost. And make sure to water as directed to keep your soil moist and your flowers healthy. And that's your lawn and garden tip presented by Vigoro. Vigoro brand has a wide and beautiful selection of annuals, perennials, and shrubs. And new for 2015, Vigoro is introducing fruit trees and fruit bushes. Fruits, plants, and shrub type are going to vary by region. Visit your local Home Depot, the only place to get Vigoro products for a great selection of Vigoro live goods. And check them out online at homedepot.com. Tony in North Carolina is on the line with a water heating question. What can we do for you today? My wife and I are in the process. Of, we, I guess we're trying to gather as much information as we can um, about the bill our another another home in the next few months, and uh, and we very much are interested in some of the Energy Star features that we uh, have been seeing. Uh, just wondering if it is it feasible for us, there's only four of us in the home, to uh, install the tankless water heater, or will we be wasting money there? The tankless water heater is an excellent option for a family of four or even more. You buy the tankless water heater based on the number of bathrooms in the house, and the advantage is that you're only using it to heat the water as you need it. A tank water heater keeps all of that water hot 24-7. Whether you're using it or not, a tankless water heater fires on demand and heats water as it passes across its, its heat exchanger, essentially. So I do think that a tankless water heater is a good technology for you to consider and how perfect that you're building a home now and can plan it. One of the most common complaints we get that you might want to consider, Tony, is people complain that it takes too long for their water to get hot in the morning. So the reason that happens is because the water heater is very far away from the bathroom. That is a condition that would continue even with a tankless, but the advantage is that since the tankless water heaters are very small and can also be direct vented through the exterior siding, that you could actually have the water heater more centrally located to the bathrooms so that when you do turn the water on in the morning, you're not waiting very long for that water to actually get there. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for it. Joe in California is on the line and needs some help with some bar stool restoration. Tell us what they look like. Well, they have wooden arms and uh, they're padded, they're cloth, and then down at the bottom where the feet are at, They've got little wooden rails on them, and I need to redo them. I've got them clean and brushed down and everything, and somebody said I should use fire varnish on them, and I need to know what to get to put on them, on the wood. Is there any metal at all? It's all wood. No, everything else is padded. So everything else is fabric. The arms are wood. It's got one, two, three, four little metal legs on it at the bottom. 
and halfway up, and they're wood. And I've got them ready to paint, but I don't know what to put on it. So you want to refinish the wood in a clear, with a clear finish or a painted finish? A clear finish? Clear finish. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you can use spar varnish on it. That's a fine product. What you're going to have to do, though, is lightly sand all of those wood surfaces. They're ready. They have already done that. You've done that. Okay. Well, and you've done the hard part if you've done all the sanding. But what I would tell you to do is to be very careful to get the varnish only on the wood and not, not on any of the padded areas or the metal areas. Yeah, this is going to be about creative masking and taping things off and covering things with plastic and tape. and Yeah, because if you get it on there, you're going to have a problem. So you want to mask it very carefully to keep it away from the areas where you don't want the spar varnish to get. Yeah, okay. And you think that's the best to get? Because somebody else said, no, you don't want to use that. You want to use clear acrylic. Well, look, it's a personal preference. The, I mean, the varnish is, I believe spar varnish is oil-based, which is fine. And, and it's actually, you'll find that the oil-based finishes are a little more durable in terms of abrasion resistance. And I think they give a better sheen as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. They take a little longer to dry, but they are a tougher finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the acrylic, um, you know, clear coats, as they call it, it's even available in a spray I've seen. I guess that really kind of depends on, you know, how raw the wood is, how much coverage you want. Again, masking is going to be the key here. And, you know, you really need to consider how much of a sheen you want. You know, think about that as well when you're making your selection. Because if you want something that's super shiny and almost has that wet look, really that oil-based varnish is the way to go. Well, they're easy on the eyes, but not always quite so easy to install. We've got tips on laying a stepping stone path in your yard or garden, wherever you choose, when the Money Pit continues. Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. Played the bar know-it-all on Cheers, and I'm behind the Made in the USA movement. You know what was probably made right here? Tom Leslie and the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. <laughs> That's right. And I tell the truth. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone. Fix up your home sweet home. By calling 888-MONEY-PIT. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, the birds are tweeting this spring, and you should be too... Head to Twitter and mention at Money Pit. We'll keep an eye out for your home improvement question, and Twitter will let you know when we answer it. Now we're heading over to Delaware, where Margie has a crawl space question. What can we help you with? I'd like to know if you should put plastic on the ground underneath your house. We have like a three-foot climb under there. Should we lay plastic on that for a barrier, for a moisture barrier? 
underneath like a ranch house. What's the, is it underneath the entire house or is it just under a certain area? No, it's underneath the entire house. You can crawl under and someone said you should put plastic on top of the dirt. Now, are you having any moisture issues inside the house? Uh, Not really. We were just thinking it would be a good idea to do that. Now, generally with an enclosed crawl space or one that's, you know, smaller scale to an entire home, we would always recommend putting down sort of a plastic sheathing and you want to fill the entire space. And in areas where you do have to have seams, you want to make sure that you overlap you know, a good foot or two so that it really lays down nicely. Um, now, Tom, would you do that if it's under the entire house? Yeah, I put it down across the crawl space floor along the entire house because it stops the moisture in the soil from wicking up and evaporating up into the air and then getting the insulation damp and making it ineffective. So it's always a good idea to have, it's called a vapor barrier, and have that down on top of that soil surface. You also want to check the exterior, though, to make sure that your gutters are clean, the downspouts are extended. It's part of a of a moisture management solution. It's not just, you know, one-off. You want to make sure you're limiting the amount of moisture that actually gets to that, you know, the dirt or the soil underneath the crawl space. So if you make sure that your gutters are extending away from the house, you know, a good three feet or so, um, and not depositing the water back towards that crawl space. You know, any sort of planting bedded areas, you want to make sure that that soil slopes away. You just want to do your best that you can to move the moisture away. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, one of our favorite events is almost here. It's the annual National Hardware Show in Vegas. Now, it's not just about nuts and bolts, and it's not open to the public, but that's exactly why Leslie and I are going to be your eyes and ears. We'll bring you the hottest new products from our top products pavilion right on the hardware show floor. Products like Krylon's new Supermax with no sanding or priming required. Krylon's Supermax is everything you expect from a premium paint and more. Make it yours with Krylon, a brand of spray paints that will help you transform the ordinary to extraordinary. Now, I know you're feeling sad, but don't worry because we want you to see all of these great finds for yourself. So just follow along on Twitter for photos and more. You can head to twitter.com where you can search the hashtag TopProductsNHS. And check it out online in our Top Products gallery at MoneyPit.com. Chuck in Rhode Island needs some help cleaning something. What's going on at your money pit? How would you suggest I go about removing blood stains from carpeting? Well, I'm assuming since you're calling in, it's nothing that we want to hide or cover up, correct? No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. Have they been down there a long time? Yeah, about six months. All right. So there's a couple of different things that you can try, one of which is to make a paste out of salt. And so you take a bowl of cold water and you put enough salt in to make a bit of a paste. And then you apply that to the carpet, let it sit a bit, brush it in with like a small brush, like a small old hairbrush or a toothbrush, and see if it starts to lift the stains away. Uh, You can dab it with water to kind of thin out the salt. Then after it dries, you can vacuum it, and that will pull all the rest of the salt off of it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to try to make a mixture of hydrogen peroxide up and water. This hydrogen peroxide will also clean up blood I always say to try this, though, in an area that's inconspicuous because it also has somewhat of a bleaching effect. We don't want to have you bleach out the, the carpet. So you can try it in a corner, under furniture, in a closet, wherever you know, wherever you have a less visible area. What ratio of the peroxide to water? Well, no, actually, you can just put the peroxide on without water. Just put like 3% hydrogen peroxide. Okay, I'll try those, those items and see what happens. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888 888-666- 666 Three nine seven four. 
While a stepping stone path can be a beautiful addition to a yard or garden, even better, it can help limit foot traffic damage to your lawn. But while it may seem like you can just plop down a few stones and call it done, it's really not that easy. Absolutely. In fact, this project requires just as much care and work as a paver patio. Here to talk to us about laying a stepping stone path the right way is Roger Cook, the landscaping contractor for this old house. Welcome, Roger. Time to get down with some stones, huh? Yeah, let's do that. And I think people think it's really a simple project because, let's face it, you're just throwing down a rock and walking on it. But if you want it to look good for the long haul, you really have to do it the right way. Where do we begin? Well, it begins with probably buying some of the stones that you want to put down because we're going to put up a string line first to get our grade. Then we're going to set those stones down and make them look comfortable and curvy and completely natural. And once you get them above ground set in the right spot, we're going to take an edger. We're going to cut around the stones, tracing it, and then pop the stone out of the way and dig out you know, two and a half, three inches deep. We're going to take a mix-up of some stone dust with water and set it in there and then put the stone back on top and hit it down in. And that wet mixture of stone dust will hold that stone in place so it doesn't wiggle. Now that's really interesting because it's almost like you're you're making a foundation for each individual stepping stone. It is. If it's in grass, you're going to leave a nice ribbon of grass that'll show up in between the stepping stones. If it's not in grass, you can take that out and you could do something called steppables, which is a type of plant that can grow over Mm. the edge and you'd step on them. Lemon thyme is one of the great ones. There's some really cute ones in the steppables. Section. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of good stuff that we'll fill in. See, I spend in. a lot of time in the gardening section. <laughs> I just don't actually do any of it because I kill everything. you got to learn to go for it here, you know? <laughs> you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Louise. You know, the best thing is to get stones that are thick, two to two and a half inches thick, so they'll stand up over time. Some people use that real thin mm-hmm. slate. It's about a half an inch thick, and it'll spall. It'll actually yeah. blow apart over time. If you're going to do the walkway, invest some time, get good material, and it'll stand up for a long time. And is the best thing to put in and around that walkway the steppables? Because if you put grass there, you're kind of fighting a losing battle. Aren't you always going to be killing it? It's going to be hard to cut and trim. I don't like to have grass in the joints, but sometimes if we're winding through a lawn area to get to another area, I will leave the grass Mm -hmm. in place. I generally prefer to do the steppables or some sort of ground cover in there. Now, in addition to the thickness of the stone that you select, is there, you know, one choice that's better than the other as far as, I imagine things could get slippery. Yeah, you want a surface that's not real smooth. Mm -hmm. You want something that has a little grit to it. I mean, some pieces of granite, you can buy a thermal on the top so that they are, you know, permanently etched so right. that it won't be slippery. But then when you pick the stones as bluestone and things like that, to have a natural cleft on them that are not slippery either. Now, what about like flagstone? Is that the same as bluestone? Flagstone is in the bluestone family. Yeah, it's a step above slate and a step below bluestone, but it, 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 it'll kinda, work well. It kind of looks like it's layering, like layers. Right, right. And but I've it's, seen that sort of separate apart sometimes. It will. And it's all part of the freeze-thaw cycle. It absorbs water. It gets in there. And generally, over time, Mother Nature has no rush. Mm-hmm. You'll break it a little bit every year. I Just find a natural stone native to the area, and usually you'll do pretty well. Well, if you can get Roger Cook, hire Roger Cook. For the rest <laughs> of us, at least now we know how to do it ourselves. I'm sure it won't come out nearly as well as oh, if no you way. did it, Roger. But uh, we'll do our best. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great advice on how to set up a stepping stone path. I'm sure you'll do great. Thank you. All right. Catch the 
the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And Ask This Old House is brought to you on PBS by Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Up next, the weather is not the only thing that's heating up. Hot outdoor trends to look for this spring and summer when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. When you're ready to search for a home, start at Realtor.com. Realtor.com is the most accurate home search site. And be sure to work with a Realtor to help you through the process. Realtor.com and Realtors, together we make home happen. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the weather's warming up, so if you haven't already, you probably want to finish up your spring cleaning so you can get to do the things you really want to do right now. And you know what? The new Brillo Sweep and Mop can help. It's three-in-one technology means no more separate broom and separate mop and no more getting down on your hands and knees to scrub the floor. We are given one away this week in our Brillo prize pack, which also comes with three sweep and mop refills. It's a prize pack worth $50, and it can be yours if we answer your question on the air. You can learn more at Brillo.com, but give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your decor dilemma at 1-888-MONEYPIT-888-666-3974. Darlene in Arkansas, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? Well, we heat our house with wood, and our fireplace bricks are real cream, light cream colored, and they're very roughly textured. Uh, my question is, the soot, you know, above the fireplace doors, uh, soot gets in the brick and embedded in there, and I've tried to scrub it out with everything I can think of other than muriatic acid, and I know I can't use that in the house. Do you have any suggestions? Have you tried TSP, which stands for trisodium phosphate, and it's sort of like a cleaning prep step when you've got, you know, some some really sticky stuff that won't come off? Yeah, uh, I think I did some time back, but maybe I should use a stronger uh, solution instead of... You know, it it says not to use it the way it comes out of the bottle. Well, what you can do with TSP is it it comes in a powder format, and it's um, available in the clean well in the painting aisle generally of the home stores. Uh-huh. And um, I would just mix it up so that it's more of a paste than a liquid, and apply it that way, and let it sit there and give it some time to do its job. All right, that sounds great. You know, some things about summer never change. Warm sun, cool water, and hopefully as little work as possible. But you can always expect a few new outdoor living trends each year, and this year is no exception. That's right. Spending time outside isn't just about fun and games this year. It's about raising the bar on health and happiness. Now, according to Garden Media Group's annual trend report, more and more consumers want outdoor living products that are good for their well-being, their community, and the environment. Mm -hmm. So when you're walking around your neighborhood, you can expect to see unconventional gardens, pools that incorporate nature, and bigger and better kids' play sets made of sustainable or even salvaged materials. And you can also expect to see more people with decks, patios, and porches hitting a fever pitch. Even traditionally indoor activities like surfing the web or watching TV are more likely to happen outside or at least out in the fresh air. 
All right, now we've got David in New Mexico who has bubbles in the toilet. What? What's going on? The only time it, when you flush it, you get a bubble in it that comes up. Mm-hmm. Starving for air. That's what it's doing, okay. For whatever reason, you don't have enough ventilation. You don't have enough makeup air getting into that toilet. Because if you think about it, when you drop all that water in the, in the drain pipe and it pushes down, it's got to be replaced by air somewhere. You've got to let air in sort of to the top of that so it doesn't gurgle and bubble. And you don't have enough ventilation. If the toilet's working well and it's flushing okay and you're not getting a lot of backups and that kind of thing, you know, it's just kind of an annoyance, but I wouldn't worry about it. If you start having problems with it not flushing correctly, then you might need to get a plumber in to add an additional vent to that waistline so that it does flow as it should. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Keeping your deck clean, that's hard enough when you've got proper drainage. But what do you do when there's not? We'll tell you after this. 888 Money Pit. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrate.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, it was home to the king of rock and roll. Now it's home to the Money Pit. We want to take a moment to welcome a brand new Money Pit affiliate in Tennessee, KWAM in Memphis. They're at 990 on the dial. Welcome to the Money Pit family, KWAM. And thank you. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) All right, guys. Now that you're new to the Money Pit family and all of our great listeners that we already have, you guys know we've got an excellent online community, so you can post your questions there. And I've got a post here from Justin in Massachusetts who wrote, My composite deck boards were not spaced properly. They all butt together, leaving no room for drainage. Water and dirt build up, making it a real cleaning headache. The boards were nailed in, and I already broke one attempting to take it out. Any suggestions? Hmm. It's kind of hard to undo that. You know, most manufacturers use a spacing tool to eliminate the problem, but since it's too late, I can suggest a workaround idea to you that might eliminate all that buildup. I assume the deck boards have been put down straight, so what you might do is take a circular saw, set the blade depth to be just a hair more than the thickness of the decking, and run it right down the joint between each board. The kerf or width of the saw blade cut of each piece will not be as wide as what the manufacturer recommends, but it's better than no space at all. And it might be just the amount of room you need to drain that deck and get rid of the water. Tom, any tips on making sure you're making a straight cut? Because essentially you're cutting into one of the boards and you don't want to get all zigzaggy. Well, first of all, you have to assume that the board was put down straight and you can check that with a string. Now, if it was put down straight, 
what you can do is set yourself up with a temporary fence. That would be another board laid alongside of the place you're trying to cut that set exactly the distance between the blade and the edge of the table on the circular saw. And then you run it against that all the way down, keeping it nice and straight, and then move it as you go. Now, to attach that fence to the deck, you may have to put a couple of small screw holes in there, but you'll probably not notice them when you're all said and done. All right, good tip. Next up, we've got a post from Stephanie in North Carolina who writes, The product I use for my self-cleaning oven spilled into my white Corian sink and left yellow stains. Is there any way to get rid of them? You know, because Corian is solid all the way through, it's always easy to to renew its original appearance. But if the damage is minor, I would recommend an abrasive cleanser uh, or a product like a scrubby pad. A product like Bonami works well. That's what we use. And we have a solid surface built-in sort of Corian type of sink in our home. And yes, it does stain. But if you use the Bonami on it, it kind of has like a bleaching effect. But if it's really bad, you can actually sand it with about a 400 grit wet and dry sandpaper. And that can actually cut through the surface. But remember, you don't want to make that your sort of daily deal for getting rid of stains. The cleansers will work pretty well. Uh, and the sooner you get to those stains, the better. Another trick of the trade is sometimes I'll dampen the sink, put on the cleanser, and let it sit there for a few minutes. Like I said before. Oh, like a paste? Yeah, it tends to have a bleaching effect. Yeah. Now, Stephanie, maybe next time you clean the oven, well, first of all, how dare you clean the oven? <laughs> next time, be more careful, Steph, all right? This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, always on air and online at moneypit.com. That's about all the time we have for this portion of the program, but it does continue online at moneypit.com where we are standing by your questions at 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 